You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. As ISIS loses on the ground in its declared territory, its online information ops target the Muslim diaspora's gangsta demographic, and European Muslims say the gangsters aren't us. European authorities find their intelligence sharing falls short and look for ways to shore it up. RSA researchers look at the Apple and Google app stores and see serpents in the walled gardens. Ransomware both old and new circulates, and two well-known security outfits suffer security problems of their own. It's U.S. tax season, so what should you know about filing your state taxes? I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Friday, March 25, 2016. Observers see the Islamic State's bombings in Brussels as suggesting two trends with implications not only for physical combat, but for information operations as well. First, ISIS territorial losses and decreasing combat performance in Syria and Iraq are making its claims to have established a caliphate more difficult to sustain. Hence the turn to massacres planned and mounted from poorly secured western neighborhoods as propaganda of the deed and a corresponding increase in information operations directed toward disaffected semi-criminal elements, those who'd otherwise be likely recruits for ordinary gangs. Second, as it emerges that some of the killers were known to intelligence services, notably those of Turkey and the United States, but that European, especially Belgian authorities, were unprepared to handle such intelligence, more calls are heard for coordinated information sharing throughout Europe. Krebs on Security reports that Verizon Enterprise Solutions, the telecom giant's B2B service arm, has suffered a data breach, with 1.5 million customer records for sale in dark web black markets. The entire package is offered for $100,000, but less well-heeled criminals can also buy the data in 100,000 record blocks for a more affordable 10 grand. In a preview of their Black Hat presentation, Checkpoint researchers outline problems with the walled garden approach both Google and Apple have been following, responsibly following, we add, to screening out all but high-reputation apps from their respective stores. In some cases, OEM-signed malicious apps gull users into installing them. In other cases, modified versions of legitimate development environments posted to third-party websites infect the work of unwary legitimate app developers. You're still better off restricting your downloading to Google and Apple stores than you are foraging a field, but it's worth remembering that there are serpents even in the walled garden. Microsoft and Samba are working, they say, on a fix for the badlock vulnerability, but details on exactly what that vulnerability puts at risk remain obscure. Whatever badlock actually is, it's said to be critical. The flaw apparently sits at the intersection of Windows and Samba, where SMB CIFS is used to share access to files and printers, and Active Directory is used for authentication and authorization. We'll no doubt learn more about this already branded and logoed vulnerability come April's Patch Tuesday. 
A new, more virulent strain of ransomware, which discoverer Trend Micro is calling Petya, is also out. Petya locks users out of their systems by overwriting the master boot record. It displays its extortion message at system startup. In better news, several patches are out. Google has a security update for Chrome, and Oracle issues another Java patch that fixes a problem with Java SE running in desktop web browsers. Microsoft is deploying a macro-blocking feature to Office. This is noteworthy given the frequency with which malicious macros are used as malware vectors. And Apple indicates it plans to turn iCloud encryption key management over to users. This is widely regarded as a preemptive move against the companies being forced to help law enforcement decrypt user information in the cloud. It's U.S. tax season and the unwary are being aggressively fished by fraudsters. It's worth remembering that fraud goes on at all levels of citizenship, federal, state, and local. The CyberWire talked to Mark DeFry of MorphoTrust about a program they're piloting in Georgia and North Carolina to help combat fraud. Essentially what we're doing is we're using a, a new solution that we've brought to market called Electronic ID. Uh, an Electronic ID is a, an online credential that you'd use to log into websites securely, uh, but it's based on the trustworthiness of your driver's license. Essentially, it's almost like putting a credit lock on your tax ID account. At registration time, when you first get your account set up, you're going to have to scan the front of your driver's license with the camera on your phone. And what that scanner is going to do is authenticate and make sure that your driver's license is real by looking at uh, security features that are embedded in the document. It will read the barcode information on the back of your driver's license to extract the right user data. And then it's going to ask you for a selfie. And that selfie and the data from the barcode are going to be passed through us to our partners within either North Carolina DOT or to the Division of Driver Services in Georgia where they issue their driver's licenses. And we will do a one-to-one match of the selfie against the photo on record through software that we provide as well as look at the data points from the barcode and the data points that are on the system of record. MorphoTrust's website is morphotrust.com. As long expected, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Manhattan yesterday returned indictments against seven Iranian nationals for, among other crimes, their now famous cyber reconnaissance of a small dam in downstate New York. So why, some of our more bellicose listeners are probably asking, isn't the U.S. military retaliating against an act of war? It's not that simple. As the Defense Department explained to the Senate when asked about earlier PLA hacks, quote, First, you have to identify the geographic location of where the attack came from. Then you have to identify the actor. Then you have to identify whether the government of that geographic space was in control. End quote. So again, it's not that simple. Attribution never is. Evidence good enough to indict usually isn't evidence good enough to go to war over. And finally, we're happy to say we have a winner in the CyberWire's inaugural Name That Tune competition. The prize, and our prizes are all glory, go to the sagacious and persistent Cuckoo's Egg, who determined that the mystery music we played at the end of our March 23rd episode was from that 1978 television series, Project UFO, produced by none other than Jack Webb. Congratulations, and visit Ms. Egg via her Twitter handle, at Cuckoo's Egg. Well done, Ms. Egg. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. 
cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. I'm joined once again by Joe Kerrigan. He's from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. They're one of our academic and research partners. Joe, when you download an app uh, for your mobile device, uh, that app is going to ask you for permission to access various things on your device. This is an area that that uh, requires your attention, yes? Yes, yes, it does. It requires your astute attention. For example, if you look at uh, a flashlight app, what does a flashlight app need to have access to? Chances are it needs to have access to your camera because that's where the the LED is attached to the system as part of the camera. And that is probably all it needs. <laughs> and it doesn't need access to your contact list, your Wi-Fi states, your full, full network access. There are a lot of apps out there that require these things. Just recently I was, uh, you know, I have a, a daughter who's looking at purchasing a car. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at the various apps for pricing cars, and some of them required a huge amount of permissions. However, uh, not to endorse anyone over the other, but the Kelly Blue Book app did not require a huge amount of permissions. So that's the one I installed, and that's the one I, I was using. It's clear that a flashlight app doesn't need to necessarily know your GPS location. Correct. But there are occasions where these apps can have enhanced functionality if you give them permission to access things on your phone, like your location, your things Correct. like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you if you download Waze, which is a navigation app, that's going to need your GPS location, presumably to use for the purpose of getting you to your destination. Uh, of course, you have to understand you're making a trade-off that that GPS that Waze now has access to your GPS information, but as as a user of Waze myself, I, I I'm comfortable making that trade-off. So it's a balance between uh, the cool features <laughs> and and protecting your personal information. Right, and and the cool features is how they get you. Right, every time they get me, every time, Joe, every time. Thanks again for joining us. It was my pleasure. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. 
Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us.